Hey, welcome to the podcast by HDBU. Thanks for joining us today. We want this to inspire you, to help you grow in faith and give you the tools to thrive in life. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thank We're you. joined today with a very special guest, Sadie. Welcome. Um, and Razai also is your first time on the podcast, yeah, yeah, yeah. so welcome. Yeah. Um, I'm Jemima. Um, and this is kind of, we're going to be talking about kind of influence in society and um, kind of the roles that we have to play in society, I mm-hmm. suppose. Um, and we'd love to kind of kick off with just like a few questions. Yeah, um, yeah. We're going to kind of be interviewing you just great, because like yeah. you have a lot to share and um, it's great to have you as a guest. Um, and we kind of love to know uh, a little bit about your journey. So a bit mm. about um, kind of what you feel like God's calling you to do. Yeah, it's um, awesome. Yeah. Great start. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, right? Right to the calling. Um, yeah. Well, what's really cool is it took me a little bit longer to figure that out. And people might be like, longer, you were 17. I was young, but I say that in the sense of I feel like God was what she always is so far ahead of you and you're kind of like walking around then all of a sudden you encounter him you're like whoa this is what you've been setting this up the whole time Mm -hmm. and i'm ready to run now and um so i say that backtrack to my journey and i love Mm -hmm. how y'all say journey i think it's so (laughs) sweet um when i was in high school right actually right before i started high school i was just from the small town in louisiana Mm -hmm. uh, which is like the very south of the united states and uh, i live literally in the woods so country Mm -hmm. Well, my family used to make duck calls, which is like literally a call that sounds like a duck for people who hunt, and we would sell the duck calls. Um, Well, my mom pitched this to a TV channel and said, we think our family is crazy enough that Mm. people would watch this on television, and it got picked up. And so we ended up having this reality TV show called Duck Dynasty, and it went insane i mean it had it broke all the records number one show on television and we would have never imagined that ever because we're from this small town like Mm. nobody thought we were going to be famous we weren't even very wealthy i mean it was so random um but little do we know it was god so god used that in a lot of ways but then whenever i was 17 i kind of was intimidated by this platform because there were all these followers Mm. on instagram all these people watching our family and i was like god this is cool and this is amazing but I, it doesn't make sense to me because I don't like the pressure. I don't like the fact that everybody's looking at me. I don't like the fact that, like, I can't live this normal life. Like, I can't even go back to school because mm. people think I'm, like, this celebrity now. And so in this whole battle of fears and insecurity and all these things, I went to a church camp in July. So it's kind of like focus. And um, I remember I was sitting there and I was just asking God, like, God, what is the meaning behind this? What is my purpose? What is my calling? And as I'm praying this, the next session, Alex Seeley, who's actually another speaker who's here this week, walked up and she preached this message. And the whole time she was preaching, I just felt the Holy Spirit just speaking to me, like, for the first time ever, really, that I allowed the Holy Spirit to just kind of wake me up and just speak and I actually had ears to listen and like eyes to see what what God was going to do and so I responded to this altar call and when I responded it was so cool I remember um I had this vision and it was a vision of Instagram which is so weird because God can literally speak through anything wherever he's going to use you and these followers kept rising and I was like in the vision I was afraid and I was like no God this is not what I want I told you I want a normal life blah 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 and God spoke and he said I'm not calling you to be famous I'm calling you to be a sister and a friend to those who don't have a sister and a friend 
and it was simple and it wasn't scary mm. it was actually so packed with purpose and i was like oh my goodness god you've actually positioned me in a place where i can just be a sister and a friend to people who don't have mm. a sister and a friend uh, maybe maybe they do have a sister and a friend but they haven't seen a good one or they haven't been loved by one and so honestly i feel like in a big scale that's really what i'm doing mm. uh be a sister and a friend through the way that i write the books that i write a sister and a friend through the way i post the pictures on instagram that i post or the captions that i write sister and a friend through the way that i show up and speak and give messages to people and so i really <laughs> i know it sounds maybe silly to people but i feel called to be a sister and a friend yeah, and yeah. i think that you know god says and I mean, the word of God says in First John that no one's ever seen God, but we see God through the way that we love one another. I think that's just a way to show God to people. And that is a call to show God to people through love as a family member or as a friend. And so that's what I try to do in a lot of different ways. But God's been very kind and done things I would have never imagined, mm. <laughs> ever imagined. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Wow. Um, so our next kind of question is like, what are your dreams like for the future, and also what are your passions? Yeah, great. I love that y'all are such big dreamers. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, we can talk forever. I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of uh, futuristic things that I I want to see happen. I mean, especially. But not just in the States. I feel like mm. such a call here even. And it's cool. It's my second time this summer to be in England. I had never been before. Mm. But I feel like God's just stirring this thing and just showing me, like, the vision of, like, the church and what that looks yeah, like. Yeah. That it's not just a church. It's not just one country. It's actually the church and how, you know, we're all created in his image. And so the more you see different churches, the more you see more sides of him. Mm. And it's beautiful. And so I feel like even this summer, if you would have asked me what my dreams were six months ago, mm. I would have not even been able to say the things that I have now in my heart. Um, but you know, what's really cool is I've watched this happen um, with us, you know, and for our ministry, we have this ministry called Live Original and we write books and we do podcasts and we do blogs and we do all these things. And I think it's funny because people always say like, oh, this next generation, like these millennials, what are we going to do with them? They're so obsessed with the media and online, all this stuff. But what I see that I think is going to be awesome is that when these millennials who are literally on fire for God and mm. at places like this who take this and they take that to the blogs and they take that to the social media and they take that to the things that everybody's saying is our generation's weakness. I think God's going to use it as a great strength. And I think it's going to be incredible because it's a way, like I'm saying, you know, I get to see the world through actually physically being here, but other people get to see the world through this thing on their phone. But what if we got to see the church through the way yeah. that we love people through our ability to use this, you know? Mm. So I, I don't know. I feel like that's like in that little saying, there's so many dreams that my team and I had thought about that we could do, that we could work mm. towards. Um, but I think on that and what my dreams are, I think that that's such a good question because I think that to pursue the Lord, like being a constant state of dreaming, being yeah. a constant state of saying, God, what, you know, you say that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can fathom what you have for those who love you. So God, I know I don't, I'm not even going to be able to see it, but continue to show me and through the way that I love you, open my eyes. And so I'm constantly thinking of like, what, what else, what else? And mm. I think that we always have to be in that place, you know? Mm. That's awesome. Mm. I would love to um, ask, I think what, uh, this podcast is kind of aimed at our youth um, and we all have times where we feel quite far from God because yeah. we're all human and we're all um, we're not perfect and I, I think we just love to know kind of how do you handle that uh, when you have times where you 
when you don't feel close to God and actually you're finding things really tough. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm glad you asked stuff like that <laughs> yeah. because it's real. It's yeah. human. Yeah, it's, it's true. Um, you know, it's actually, I'll tell you the truth. Uh, this morning I was feeling like in a sense, it's almost like this. It's like, you know how sometimes you feel God so close? Like, I mean, to the point you have chill bumps, you're like, I'm on fire, God, you're like right in front of me. Like, you feel like he's equipping you with the words to say, he's breathing through you, you feel confident, all this stuff. And then there are other days that you're like, God, I'm afraid. Or like, God, I'm feeling really um, ashamed. Or I'm feeling this. And I feel very far. Like, why aren't you answering the things that I've asked for? Why aren't you, whatever, whatever it is. And you know, what's funny is, I think that for me, uh, two years ago, back even back to the dreams, I'll tie this in. Two years ago, I wrote on a dream board. I said, I want to preach. Um, and I want to be able to speak to people in the UK. Mm. Don't know why I said that. I just wrote it down. You like hot accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? uh, I know, right? And I was like, listen, like, I, and I, I really just, I, that's the only country I wrote. I just said I want to mm. preach and speak to people in the UK. I want to I be invested in that. Mm. And um, just started believing for that. Well, two years later, mm. I signed up to go to the Alpha Conference just as a person going. And they saw my name on the ticket and asked to interview me. I was like, mm. sure. And I'm thinking, God, this is crazy. Like, I'm actually going to do what that, like that thing I asked for. Wow. Okay. That's crazy. And so back in May, I did that and I was able to do a Q and a with Nikki and yeah, it was yeah. crazy. And I was just like, God, you blow my mind. Like, wow. And then he said, I want you to come speak at focus. And I'm like, what? Like you're doing it again. Like this is crazy. So I had asked for these things. I'm dreaming big. Well, then I get here and I get so intimidated and I was like, Oh wait, hold on. Like, I'm speaking here like, wait, but these people are amazing. And like, these people are like so far forgotten. And I am too, but like, who am I that like, I should be able to preach? Like, you know, and I should like, do I even know like what I'm going to say? Like, am I even like confident in this? And it just felt like, I just felt like very, um, insecure i mean that's mm. really the pit of it mm. and i think in those moments it makes you feel far from god because yeah. it's not even like i'm questioning god i'm really questioning myself which mm. in return is questioning god because mm. it's what god's going to do through me and i don't even have to put that pressure on myself mm. and so this morning i was just having a prayer time and i was like on my knees and i just looked up at my two friends and i said i have to be honest with you and i want to confess something i was like i'm afraid and i feel really insecure mm. and i don't feel like I, I just, I feel far away from God, but it's not because I know that he's, I don't think he's actually far away. I think it's just me in my head questioning my mm. own ability so much. And I asked him to pray over me and we prayed. And as we sat there and we prayed and we worshiped, I mean, I just felt the spirit just fill mm. me up. And we went into that Q&A this morning and I just felt so on fire for mm. God because I was like, wow, like God, you've opened this door. You've made a way. All I have to do is just not lose focus on you. And the minute I took my eyes off him and looked at myself, yeah. I got afraid. Yeah. It's just like Peter, when he walked on the water, it's like the second he took his eyes off Jesus, he was like, I'm walking on water, I'm afraid. And he yeah. and he fell in the water. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, even if you're walking on water, if you're speaking,
speaking in the UK, mm. if you're doing that thing that you thought was going to be impossible to do, as long as you keep your eyes on Jesus, you're going to be fine. But like you said, we're human. Mm. When you look at yourself, you yeah. fall. And so I think what I would say to them is like, continue to fix your eyes on on who brought you there in the first place and all remind yourself of the things he's done. But also I think it's important to tell a friend, you know, like this morning I had to say like, y'all, I'm going to just get this out because the minute you get it out, it really does lose its power. Yeah. The minute I said it, I was like, this is so crazy. Y'all yeah, like, yeah. God, well, well, we're here in England. Like only God could have done this, you mm. know, but um, it takes that yeah. confession. It's so interesting that you're speaking about like the judgment, like, 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 you know, questioning yourself because uh, like throughout, well, not throughout, um, but like at the beginning of focus, I had this feeling like uh, just, it was, it was my friend's mom actually spoke to me um, and she's studying uh, theology at the moment. Uh, she's training to become a vicar. Um, but like uh, she was saying how um, to, to do with uh, like Adam and Eve and the reason that God doesn't want us to judge is because he doesn't want to judge like for us to judge ourselves because that's the thing that we're most critical about yeah, and it's so true. easy to do and like the second uh, well not the second but when Adam and Eve you know bit the apple they you know they covered yeah. themselves and they hid from God because yeah. they didn't think that they're worthy and I think it's so easy nowadays for not just young people but for all people to just be so critical of ourselves that we think that we're not uh, you know like good enough or yeah. worthy for the presence of God yeah. and to you know to fulfill the plans that, yeah. that he's got for us yeah, yeah. it's so true I, I had that moment this morning actually because we're staying at that house and it literally feels like a castle like it's like amazing and I'm having this moment I'm on my knees and I'm telling them like I feel so inadequate and I feel so insecure and blah blah blah, blah unworthy of mm. being in this presence and I had this like revelation like this like moment of like this is probably the closest I'm ever going to understand to where I'm in a, this place that feels like a castle and I don't feel worthy. And I'm like, who am I that I should be here? I shouldn't be here. Like I should be down there like attending this festival, you know, if anything. And because I mean, I need to get poured into like, you know, I'm going through all this, but yet I just thought about how God says like we're royalty because mm. we're his. Like yeah. you actually get to be royal because you're a daughter of a great King. And it's not because of what you've done. And it's not because of what you you can do it's because of who you are and I thought about that and being in that place it was just feeling this unworthiness and God's like you're staying in this place that royalty has walked and it's not because of what you've done and it's not because of what you will do but it's because I've called you here and he's called all of us to that we all get to partake in this home that's a royal place not because of the ability we have not if we do everything the right way or do everything the wrong way, whatever. It's like, no, it's because you're mine. Mm. And that was just so powerful this morning for that to happen. And it was, it was a powerful morning. Yeah. I, I was going to say what you were saying about like when we take our eyes off Jesus. It was crazy last night in the Youth Big Top and it was kind of our first session. Um, and during the worship, I, I didn't know what the, the Pete was going to talk about. And I had a word about kind of emptiness and, and everything that we do without God is empty. And then he spoke about kind of coming alive in Jesus. Um, and he did a sketch about Madame Tussauds and whatever. Um, and at the end when we were hosting, I kind of shared this word. And I think Pete offered an opportunity for young people to give their lives to Jesus. And over 50 came forward yeah, yeah. on wow. the first yeah, night yeah. of Focus. Wow. And, and it's really exciting. And I guess it was it's that whole thing of like everything that we do without God mm. is empty and like kind of filling up with him is so important. Oh, it's um, so yeah. important. I think about that even with my story. It's like even though we had this fame, we had this success, it was empty. I'm like, yeah. God, mm. this is nothing if yeah. it doesn't have meaning and purpose yeah, yeah. behind it, you know. 
I guess that kind of ties into probably one of our last questions, which is, I mean, you have this massive platform and it's amazing because you use it for such good, but um, we're just going to ask, like, how do you, in all of that, stay humble? How do you mm. kind of um, ground yourself and, yeah. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah. You know, uh, my fiance and I talk about this a lot, is that humility, and because it talks about that so much in the Bible. And one of our favorite verses is, humble ourselves to exalt his name. And we say ourselves because we normally pray this together, but humble myself to exalt your name. And then I also talk about that other verse that I quoted earlier about how no one's ever seen God, but people get to see God through the way that we love one another. Mm. And I think about that with that love aspect and that uh, humbling of ourselves, and it's like, whose name am I exalting at the end of the day? You know, am I exalting my name or am I exalting your name? And that's going to come from if I'm being humble and if I'm giving you the glory, if I'm taking the pride and taking it for myself. And I think that with social media, this is kind of, I think, what really truly keeps you humble. And even not even with social media in, in life is just a real sense of love for people and not ever thinking you're better or you're higher than anyone else. Because like I said, even when you're in the castle, it's like, oh, we're all a part of this because we're all sons and daughters. So when I look at social media, I think where people kind of get tricky is when they talk about numbers, when they say like, oh, like you have like 3.4 million followers and this number and it's this crazy thing or whatever. Um, and when you think like, oh, wow, like I have all of this, like this many people or whatever, and then you kind of get in your head about it. But when you think about that and you replace that number with names, everything changes because yeah. you're like, there are three and a half million people who have names, who have stories, mm. that hopefully every post that I post, I'll be able to love them in such a way that they might be met with the love of God. You know, maybe they'll read my caption and it'll shift everything for them. And it might not make let them encounter God on Instagram, but maybe it'll bring them to the Bible and they'll have an encounter. You know, mm. who knows? Maybe they'll show up to church because they saw a sermon and they thought, that's pretty cool, I'll check it out. You just never know. And so you can't think of it as like a number that you're blasting something out to, but you got to think of it as like a name that you're actually sending out a message to mm. and I think that that goes for social media it goes for life too you can't just think about it that oh yeah I'm just here what are people going to think of me I'm here how can I let people see him so yeah. it's just constant humility it's a constant mm. humbling it's a constant reminder of why you do what you do um but I think, you know, people who are in low position can be prideful. People who are in high position can yeah. be prideful. People who are in low position can be humble. People in high position can be humble. It's not really about your status or anything like that. It's more just about the posture of your heart. And um, But I think the Bible is really clear on that, about that humility is so important because that's how people are going to see him through us. So it's kind of, I guess, my advice and all that is just continue to love people well because when you love people well then you can't think of yourself better than anyone mm. else because you wouldn't be able to love well because love is selfless mm. yeah yeah thank you yeah i guess um maybe last question oh, something sorry, that I comes in it. <laughs> i thought that, that was <laughs> <laughs> something that comes along with the platform is the criticism mm. um and yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was all anyway <laughs> uh, <laughs> um and yeah just how how do you handle as well as staying humble how do you handle the criticism mm. when it inevitably comes your way yeah it's great you know I kind of talk about this whenever I uh, I would suggest that people don't read your comments as mm. much you know but not everybody has like a 
comments blasted at them. But I say that to say that comments, you know, whether they're good or bad, just aren't always good for you. Because if they're always good, then you might get the big head. Mm. If they're always bad, then you might be like, think that you're the worst person in the world. And so you kind of just have to take it with a grain of salt. Mm. But I think my mom says this, like, know the people that you actually want to pour into your life that are actually walking with you that actually know you that actually support you listen to them take their advice if they say something critical of Mm. you and say hey like you're doing this and it's not right listen but if somebody is on social media who doesn't know you at all Mm. and like completely blast you then do not let it take root in your heart Mm. and I think that's the thing like I used to do not do well is like I would just like take this in and I would be like, Ooh, that really hurt. Like that was like really rude. And I didn't realize that I'm planting seeds in my heart of things Mm. that are like hateful and things that like people said about me that weren't true. Mm. And I'm thinking about them so much that I'm letting that grow. And then it grows into an insecurity. Mm. And this is like my little branch of insecurity, you know? And like, I can't let that grow. And so I think now, like if I have a comment that's like, Ooh, that was kind of rude. Like that was pretty harsh. Mm. Then you have to take that and make sure that 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 doesn't land on good soil. Like, nope, that doesn't get to that doesn't get to stay in my heart. And a lot of times that comes from like talking to a friend, like, hey, I just saw this. And I know it might sound funny. People are like, How do you talk to your friend about every bad comment if you have these many followers? Well, you notice the ones that really hit and you notice the ones that you're really sensitive to and make sure that you get them out. But I don't, that might sound unrelatable to people because it's Instagram, but everybody gets bad comments in life. Whether it's somebody in your classroom, somebody at your workplace, somebody at the drive through line who was just rude to you. You have these hateful comments happen in life and you cannot let that person word that they just spit out because it says our tongue is the power of life and death Mm. don't let death take root let life you know continue to let life grow and so i'd say that to anybody whether you even have social media or not Mm. so good do you want to pray to close yeah yeah yeah. all right jesus i just want to thank you so much for the for the power that you vested in us jesus i want to thank you that the same power that that you walked on water with or you raised lazarus from the dead jesus that that lives in us that we are powerful here. All of us are powerful, Jesus. And if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, that we can we yeah. can move mountains, God. I want to thank you so much for that, Lord. I want to thank you for the plan that you have for us, Jesus. The plan for every one, one of us, even, even in the tough times where we think that, you know, there's no way out. God, you have a plan for us, Jesus. Thank you for that, Lord. Amen.